this is Talk Elite. No soul. We got the east-west connection here. Frank's on the west side. I'm on the east side here. About to get into some AEW talk. We're just coming out of Double or Nothing. We're heading into the debut of Collision on TNT. We're building towards All In, All Out. There's a lot going on in AEW. We're here to talk about it. Frank, how you feeling out west? Feeling pretty good. I saw Dave Meltzer's Double or Nothing reviews are out there. So it's another five-star match in my belt, thanks to Uncle Dave. He gave, oh, what was uh, that for? The uh, the Blackpool Combat Clubbers, the Elite Anarchy in the Arena. Got five stars, according to Dave. And he gave the four pillars match four and three quarters. You know, not that we uh, treat those like gospel, those ratings, but I just think it's cool to be at shows that get five-star ratings officially from Dave. So I think it's like I've been to AEW shows and like four or five of them had like five-star matches, according to Dave. So I'm like knocking out all the classics when I go. So I'm into it. Hey, man, they are classics, whether you like it or not. I, th I thought it was a very enjoyable show. Not everyone agreed with us. Um, if you want to check out our debut episode, Talk Elite, last week, we got into Double or Nothing. And we were kind of acknowledging that some people really didn't think the show was very good for AEW standards. But we... Both agreed. I was actually, let me call out our, our roadman Zern, who called me an AEW apologist and who who actually said I was defending um, the product. I I think I was pretty fair. I've always been fair with AEW, my my love and hate for some of what they do. But I, I enjoyed the show. I mean, what do you want yeah. me to say? I, I enjoyed the show. Did you thinking about it a week later? Do you still think it was a success? Yeah, like I thought it was fun. It was a success in terms of like, how do we what how do we uh like, how do we judge, like, what a company's success is, right? Like, it did pay-per-view sales. They got 11,000 in the arena, did 130,000 buys or whatever for a pay-per-view. So, like, financially, it was successful. Maybe not as successful as the year before, but it was successful. And, like, it was fun live, you know. Being there always, it changes perspective, you know. But, like, I thought it was a fun show live. I haven't been to a show there at, for them that I thought sucked. Was it my favorite pay-per-view that I went from them? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's tricky. I went to a few double or nothing. So was it my favorite? Maybe it's a third place double or nothing, but it still was fun. I just think the standard they set is so different from what we've thought of as pro wrestling standard for the last like 15 years or whatever. When we go to a show, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they had fun. They had, if, if you just said, let's say you think the show was mid, but you take away the battle Royal, the pillars match, and then the main event anarchy in the arena match. It's like, that's an exciting show. And if a WWE put out wrestling shows that had three quality, fun, exciting matches, every event, I don't think you would have quite as many complaints, you know, but they don't. It's like, we they get don't. three, we get three a year that are worth talking about from the WWE. So, you know, I just think the standards are different from show to show and people judge aw way more critically you know and like hey it comes with the territory i guess when you're the best wrestling show on television right at the moment yeah a lot of people's criticism was that there was just too much cluttered in ladders there was exploding this exploding that there was just too much on a show but that's always been sort of the mo for aw yeah. they're going to give you a little bit of everything it's buffet style um it took me a little while to kind of understand that accept that and enjoy that but i do enjoy it and i went to wrestlemania 39 and when i compare that to just uh, an AEW dynamite in atlantic city um i almost feel like i enjoyed dynamite more other than seeing cody rhodes you know a guy i love at, at yeah. wrestlemania but AEW puts on entertaining 
TV tapings, like uh, dynamite tape. Like that's hard to do because if you go to a WWE Raw show, chances are you're going to, you know, probably check out halfway through because it's oh, just yeah. a production. It's like watching a Saturday yeah, Night Live. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's what they lose when you go to those things because it is something. It's like a spectacle, you know, but it doesn't feel like you're at a wrestling show anymore. You know, it just feels like you're watching some event being filmed. You sort of almost. It's weird, right? Because they are interactive and the crowd does make noise and stuff, but it doesn't quite feel as interactive as like wrestling events of the past or, you know, I guess more independent shows lately because WWE just has everything on lock, you know? But yeah, like when you go, it's just not fun. It's not entertaining. I mean, you know, I get people who don't go to shows like that, you know, maybe you go to the WWE and you will have the time of your life. I wish I could do that when I go to their shows, you know, but it just wasn't that case we've talked about it on the show plenty of times where we all kind of quit the business or quit going to shows at some point because we just felt like ah it's just not for us anymore but the AEW shows really brought that back i remember going to that first double or nothing and texting duke saying like i'm not kidding you i was like i don't want to be like a mark and this is we had nothing to be marks over it was one show in you know what i mean and i was just like they didn't have a tv deal or any of that and i remember texting duke saying that may have been the best wrestling show I've ever been to live. You know what I mean? And that was like, we didn't know what was coming next for this company. It was just based on my experience. And it's kind of been that way. It's just always fun. I leave there, even if it wasn't the best show I ever saw, it, I had a fun time. And it's like, I I missed that going to the WWE shows, you know? Like the last time I had fun at a WWE show was probably when I went to the Rumble as a kid and Benoit won. And that never even happened as far as the record books are concerned. So it's sort of like, hmm. I don't know when the last time I went to a W show and I really enjoyed myself. You know, it's a shame because I tried. I still go every now and then reluctantly go to the WWE show and I'm like, I leave there shaking my head. So like, I just don't get that from AEW. And like, I get these people who are get defensive or if we're not critical enough of them versus the WWE, I can understand where you're coming from. But it's just like, dude, it's been years of the WWE beating that into our heads, you know? of just this disappointment into our head. So it's sort of like when a company is mostly doing right by me, yeah, I'm gassed up about it. You know what I mean? Because I haven't had that. I haven't had I'm that for wrestling. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's a shame. Yeah. I want to love this stuff and not be embarrassed to talk about it and show people. And you know what I mean? Like take people to events and be like, try to put them on and explain things. Listen, there's plenty of goofy nonsense in AEW. It's, that's pro wrestling. But it, to be able to like talk to somebody and not just feel like, Here's some child show that I I watch still as an adult and buy and have it, you know what I mean? And it's like I'm really kind of embarrassed by it, but like, yeah, this is part of my life you have to know about. Now it's like, nah, let's talk about it. Let's watch the clips. Let's go to the shows, you know. And I think AEW has brought that back for me. So yeah, I show them more love, but it is what it is. Yeah, there's it's it's compelling in a, uh, in a totally different way. Um, I think yeah, I think Zern was being a little bit tongue in cheek with with him saying that I was sort of being an apologist because. He knows, you know, I'm a WWE, WWF guy. Like when I was a kid, that's what I loved. I still have such a soft spot for it. And I wish it was as enjoyable, but it's just not on a weekly basis. And it, they prove time and time again, WrestleMania, the spectacle was amazing being there. Like it, it took my breath away being there. But the content, like the content on the show, the match quality and so on and so forth, yeah. it didn't reach the levels that I've seen at live AEW shows. And at least it mm -hmm. didn't have me on the edge of my seat. It didn't have the crowd interaction. It didn't feel um, like I was connected to the action. And this pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, yeah, it came and went. Some people were hard on it. I think 
people were very quick to try to show you every like the ratings every week. Mm-hmm. Rampage drew 300, 380,000, SmackDown 2.5 million. That that's been used as a barometer um in the past with WCW and WWF during the wars, but um nowadays it seems like AEW can shrug off what we consider ratings that might not be um I guess breathtaking or or you yeah. know groundbreaking or anything like that right it seems like because look at their live shows um they're selling out Wembley almost they're selling 70,000 seats does that have anything you know I, I would say that's a true barometer right bro yeah, yeah that, that obviously and you could just say hey like the market hasn't experienced anything you know all of europe hasn't experienced aw so they're gonna sell a lot of tickets to one show do this again let's see you know well all those things will be tested but still it's a it's stuff no show has ever done before you know and it's like oh they did eight hundred and ninety thousand for dynamite you know what i mean and it's like the company won't last but then they get in they announce a new tv deal where wwe executives are using it and they're like conference calls are saying like they're touting it as a four or five year or four year deal for 246 million a year or something like that. Cause they're using it in comparison to say that they, they haven't been holding back other companies, right? Cause they're being sued by MLW, I want to say it is. And they're saying, like, how can we be holding back companies when AEW they keep touting AEW success on these like calls and stuff for like mm. for legal reasons, you know? So it's sort of like even the competition is acknowledging them as doing something good in the business, unlike any other company forever right since wcw and it's just like come on man we gotta just stop being these haters about everything it's like this tribalism is ruining wrestling coach i didn't i don't remember maybe i'm crazy john boy and like zern and them can chime in as well like when you watch wrestling in the 90s mid 90s you weren't like team wf like forget wcw you know to the end it was sort of like i remember tuning back and forth you know what I mean? Like, I, I wanted to watch all the shows. That was a bummer that I couldn't watch them all at once. You know what I mean? So it was like I had to pick and choose. And sometimes you pick favorites. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was a WCW guy. Then eventually I became the WWF guy full stop. You know, it is what it is. But I don't remember. I the- think wrestling was um, beloved as a whole then in 1997, yeah. 98. Like, it was cool to see a guy with a DDP or Goldberg shirt on. If you had an Austin shirt on, it yeah, was just yeah. like showing love. Yeah, like, like, oh, yeah. Now it's like you can't talk to these guys, you know what I mean? Or like, look at these loser marks or whatever the case is, you know? And it's just so, yeah. odd. you know, the discourse has gotten so nutty. It's sort of like, bro, everybody needs to breathe. It's pro wrestling. Sometimes the shit stuff that we're watching behind John boy is the corniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And sometimes it's funny. We like what we like, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's just like WWE's product is just watered down. We still watch it. I watch more of it than I wish I was, you know, it is what <laughs> it is. It's like, yeah. we don't have to be so defensive. I mean, John will argue to the death, but it's like, but we know it's going to end there. And it's like, well, it is what it is. But people online get so nutty about it. And it's like, oh, I have to mute people on Twitter. And I never cared. You know what I mean? But I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God. Oh, it's one of these accounts. Okay, you get muted. Where like everything in their thing is like anti-AEW. Or if your picture is like Roman Reigns, it's like, I already know where this this <laughs> conversation is headed. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't bother. Yeah. And again, it goes, and it's vice versa as well. I know AEW fans can be annoying as hell. It's tribalism across. The it world. is the tribalism. It's that toxic sort yeah. of. I think it's a commentary on society in general. Like they just, yeah. for whatever reason, they can't wait to. Um, I don't know if it's a matter of like coming at people to prove what mm-hmm. they love is better, or if it's just like they actually feel genuinely that you know you can't like both for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't. It's so strange. Yeah. Listen, I get yeah. it. I'm part of it, right? Like, I don't, I dislike for Cody and me being like, Ryder 
die anti-coding and all that. But like, that was just a personal anecdote, right? That's doesn't, it's not going to apply to every person, right? Like I think about all the time, like, damn, I can see Ricky Starks in a WWE ring. And you guys know, I love Ricky Starks, you know, it's like, I can see Ricky Starks in the WWE. It's not going to hurt my feelings the way the Cody one did, you know, like, I, yeah, am I trying? with the Cody sit probably but it's just like but that's it it's just and it's tongue-in-cheek half the time too like I don't you know wish the guy any harm or anything like that it's just I don't fuck with you dude you're dead to me I don't have to watch you and that's how I treat it right like I don't have to watch the guy so I'm like it is what it is I don't I that's not enough off. for some people though yeah. for some people yeah, exactly. Exactly. they want to ruin everything about every show and make sure that you um see all the flaws and all the <laughs> yeah the all the flaws. stuff like that because, like, we know, you guys know how I feel at home even, how I feel about the Monday Night Raw show. I don't like it, but you don't hear mm -hmm. me talking about it, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not tweeting about it. I'm not tweeting about the ratings being down, you know what I mean? They, the AW, WWE's lost 90% of their audience from 20 years ago, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think they're struggling, right? I don't see them as a failing company, you know? Business has changed, times have changed, it is what it is, you know? But I just I'm hope for a day that these wrestling fans can coexist again because it's so annoying. And now we're even seeing it coming back to collision and um, the announcements from Tony Khan about the big announcement this past week on dynamite was Sam Punk is going to be featured on collision, you know, the big return and you're getting like a mixed reaction for this guy. And it's sort of like they eat their own wrestling fans. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, you were eating out of this guy's sweaty palms six mm -hmm. seven eight months ago you know what i mean and then they get into a, a slap fight backstage and now everybody acts like he's like the worst person ever stepped foot on the earth it's like relax everybody We're yeah the moral code right. of these yeah. uh these fans uh it's interesting because you know they'll be eating out of the palm of his hand again oh, you know what yes. i'm saying I mean, yeah, I was he to say is, that to somebody. I was like, give him a couple of months, maybe. You know what I mean? To get full steam. And I was like, and it's back. These AEW fans are being foolish. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think Sharon, Sharon, Sharon was even like, she was confused as to like, well, why are you so hyped for Punk to come back? Like, you're 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 one of his detractors. I'm like, no, you you don't. I have a love hate with Punk, but Punk yeah, yeah. being in AEW is the best being in wrestling is the best for business i mean i yeah. i'm glued to it's the most compelling thing you could do is bring cm punk in i know i'm gonna love it i know i'm gonna have a soft spot for him because i do have a soft spot for him yeah. and i think that him being back and now this announcement the fans that are saying things like he's a cancer you know he's a modern day Shawn michaels or i've heard it all like he's a he's yeah, just yeah. A, he's gonna ruin the locker room if you believe that um you haven't been paying attention yeah, I, and like that feels a cancer thing too. I say feels a cancer because at Double or Nothing, there was a guy sitting, you know, diagonally across from me in the section. And he had a sign that said "Phil is a cancer." You know what I mean? And it's like Phil's a cancer, dude. Nobody said a bad word about Phil in that locker room until that fight. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, with uh, the, the Meltzers and Brian Alvarez of the world, who have this weird hate boner for Punk. Everything was like everything he ever did in AEW was wrong. It was like, bro, you didn't hear a bad word about him in that company for mm -hmm. a solid year. You know what I mean? And then he gets in a backstage fight and now he's a cancer. It's like, God, stop being a foolish man. If anything, maybe um, Punk is a modern day Bret Hart and the click are, yeah, are the right? Shawn Michaels. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think it's a hard pill to swallow for AEW fans because like they have their favorites and the Bucks and Kenny are a big part of that company's history. There always will be. And I think it's hard to be like, well, maybe you guys are a bit of a bunch of divas. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you're the click. You, yeah, maybe, maybe you are what you click. hated. Maybe your egos are something that can't be fulfilled. Because like something that can't be satisfied. Because like all the, you know, we don't know anything, right? We're not dirt sheets. 
But it's like people were saying Punk seems open to it, but the Bucks weren't. You know what I mean? And like all the stories were like a couple of the elite won't, and one is open to it. And you, you can read it on the wall. Yeah, the Bucks aren't interested in squashing it. And the Bucks have this thing where like they think they treat themselves like mega stars, you know. And I do think they're one of the best tag teams ever, probably. Me too. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like you know, but like they do have this like ego thing where it's sort of like they've done it all and it's like listen man you know what i mean like you can't roast a guy for having an ego when he's actually done it all when you're supporting these guys who pretend that they have you know what i'm saying and it's like i love the young bucks and i love kenny even more than i like the young bucks you know what i mean and mm -hmm. like, it makes me feel good that it's seemingly kenny who is the one open to squashing it if you go by dirt sheets you know news okay quote unquote right <laughs> but like you know, it just, it's a bummer. And it's like, maybe those guys that they had problems with Cody, you know what I mean? They had problems with Punk. They've had locker room issues in the past. Now they're the ones with their contract speculation. You know, it's just like, maybe those guys aren't the sweethearts that we want to believe, you know? And like, we know Phil isn't. I'm not defending Punk. You know what I mean? We know he's hard to get along with. I'm hard to get along with with a lot of people too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's sort of like, you know, does that make me a scumbag and I'm a cancer? It's like, I don't know. But exactly. it is what it is. Yeah, same, same. I, I, I definitely um, can be difficult to, to get along with. But the thing is, I'm, I have passion and I, I'm passionate and I think CM Punk has passion. And the thing about the Bucks, I don't think they're bad guys or Kenny. Um, I don't yeah. think they're mean spirited. I think that they may just be slightly immature. It may be the truth that the adult in the room, there was that thing going around. Cody was the adult in the room. Punk might be, believe it or not, the adult in the room. Yeah. He said he didn't want to play with children. He's working with children. Um, I love the Bucks. I, I've really grown to love them, and I've and I've grown to love uh, Omega. And I I love the Hangman. I yeah. really do. I love the Elite. I think that they are honestly modern day, you know, legends. I think they're modern day legends for this genre. I yeah. think when we look back in twenty years, we're gonna be like, man, those guys in AEW. Because guess what? They are getting up there. We're not going to have them forever. So we should yeah. appreciate them. We should appreciate Punk while he's still around because he's getting up there. He's 45 years old. So everybody needs to hit the brakes, enjoy the ride, because Punk's probably going to take us on some kind of, you know, amazing whirlwind of heel work. Thing, right? It's right? sort of like a lot of these fans. Listen, we know AW has more of a hardcore base, but a lot of them are just young, you know, and eight years true. Of, of Punk not wrestling, you know what I mean? And then you see this new company with a bunch of youngsters in it and like this old guy who, you know, not for nothing, but like punk has seen better days, you know what I mean? And it's like, he's just older and inactive and injury prone lately. So it's sort of like, they don't see like how he's valuable. You know what I mean? The way we do watching the guy for 20 years, you know what I mean? And it's sort of like, and we understand him in a different, cause punk isn't for everybody, you know, and mm -hmm. he's an acquired taste and you'd have to kind of get it or you don't. Right. Cause he's, not the most physically impressive he's not the most athletically gifted you know but he can talk we know for a fact that he may be the best talker on the mic in wrestling when he's active you know oh I mean? yeah 100 so like, he can do that at the very least and like he produces match quality matches and it's like people just need to get more of a sample size of him you know and it's like they have one year of him in aw and then they act like he's burning down the company and it's like oh well you know I think no, a, I think, I think that, Punk was like the big name and a lot of backstage kind of turmoil. AEW not having their shit in order, 
guys like Andrade and Miro and other people just being upset, even some of your homegrown guys who want the spots and other guys, you know, but that's a wrestling business and it's inexperienced at the top handling it. And I think they're trying to sort it out and it's a lesson learned with punk. And now they're going to, we're going to see again how it goes. I'm stoked on collision. I have it on my phone as like in my calendar. Cause I just put things in my calendar. It's like, I can't miss these. I can't forget. And that Saturday night is like, listen, I got to keep that open because punk being back on television I'm back. And the ratings are going to be back. We'll see, though. He's back. Yeah, I can't wait. I do think you're right, though, as we wrap it up on the punk talk. But (laughs) these guys, I forget, and girls, these fans sometimes, they don't know. Like, they've only been watching wrestling for a year or two. This would be equivalent to if you started watching WCW in 1998 and you watched Bret Hart and you were like, oh, Bret ain't all he's cracked up. Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't bother. Why don't would bother. We bring him back. Yeah. Why would we bring but, him back? But guess what? He had a, a legendary, the yeah. best there is, was, and ever will be career before this. And Punk, you need to understand, like, go, go back, man. Punk has been doing this time and time again. This is the same old CM Punk. At least he hasn't changed his stripes. This is who yeah, he is. Exactly. Exactly. It is what it is. It's sort of like he's going off. Shocker. You know what I mean? People yeah, are talking yeah. about him and he responds. Shocker. It's just like, I don't get it. You know, like, I understand. We don't have to, you don't have to like, you don't have to like anybody. But it's just like, but the treat isn't the same gravity as like some heinous, terrible person. You know what I mean? Just because the yeah. dudes got into a like a slap fight backstage, it's like stop it. Let's not be children, right? <laughs> Literally, yeah. We cannot wait to see this um, this collision. I'm loving the logo. Speaking of WCW, loving yeah. the logo. Yeah. I'm loving. You know, people were 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 like ragging on them for that as well. Like the logo looks just like Nitro. Like, do you like Again. wrestling? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, it's TNT. Like, if it was on, like, TNN, that would make no sense. Or, you know, another channel. It's TNT. They're bringing Mm -hmm. wrestling back. It's an homage to WCW. You just enjoy it. Like, it's going to be fun. Two more hours, right? Um, So, it's really, I'm very curious to see what they do if they split the rosters. I'm not really a fan of that. I don't know how you feel about a brand split. But I'm not not feeling it. Because I don't want two champions. Yeah, I don't want two champions either. I don't want dual sets of champions none of that if that's what a brand split entails then i'm against it but if a brand split is just simply more television time highlighting different guys on different shows you know what i mean um your champions in appearing on both you know defending it switching it up it does give variation to your product you know what i mean if you're like oh man so and so right like uh hangman is a top content contender on dynamite but meanwhile over in on collision you know andrade is on, is on a 10 fight win streak or something like that you know what i mean it adds all right who's going to get the title shot and it makes the the title even more um elusive and prestigious mm-hmm. in ways you know because it's like more people vying for it and more contenders versus being like here's a program we know what this is the program everybody has to wait this pay-per-view cycle you know, off right, because they're right. not getting the title shot. It's only every three months, right? Where now you have contenders, and you'll see, and who is going to challenge for the title? You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. I so you're going to treat it like that. But WWE has us all torn up about a roster split because they do it, and then the next week, all the guys who are drafted on SmackDown on Raw, you're confused. Yeah. Wait a second, you know what I mean? And like, they don't AJ Styles it. was immediately on Raw. Yeah, they don't treat it like a real split or a draft or two separate shows, so it's hard to get behind it, you know. But I think if you do it properly. And it's going to be tricky. I hope they can, you know, it could be fine. I just, you know, the big complaint was too many people, your bloated roster. You don't have TV time. 
now they have TV time and people are upset that they're splitting up the roster to get more. T- it's just like, well, yeah, we'll never know, we got to, yeah, we got to figure it out. And like, we'll see how they uh, work it all out. I hope it's interesting. I do too. I think it'll be cool to keep people uh, from touching, keep people away from each- the other, yeah. you know, so you yeah, could exactly. build to a potential quote unquote dream match when it does come time mm-hmm. to see, yeah. uh, fill in the blank but mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited about collision um uh, this past week on dynamite there was you know there was some fun action and rampage i should mention as well but blackpool combat club back at it they took on the lucha, lucha bros and bandito this was a sick match um you know if you're a fan of that fast paced action that the lucha bros bring it was interesting to see that kind of contrast to see moxley try to keep up with them and um bandito holding up i think it was yuda for almost a minute yeah. A minute, dude. That was great. Which, it was probably more than a minute because it was like a 60 count, wasn't it? Or like it was, it was our 60 count. count. Yeah. So it's like holding. I thought when he got to like 30, it would be done. Then I'm like, okay, 40. I was like, dude, how long are you holding this guy? <laughs> impressive, impressive feet, especially with that part where they struggled. Do you remember that part? It looked like he was losing them, but then he got him back up for like 20 more seconds or whatever. So very cool. Crazy strength. Cool. That was a cool yeah, match. Very good. It was a very cool matchup. We had Brian Danielson on commentary and he was, you know, he was given a little bit of credibility and realism to, to some of the stuff, because when you watch Bandito hold him up, you know, you're thinking like, all right, you got to do something to yeah, get out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but even Brian's like knee his head, like do like you can do like, you can actually get out of this move if you try, but um, it was fun to see Brian Danielson once again, give props to Yuta who got the pin in that match. He's like, I'm going to go down and raise his hand. Like he was like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it was really cool um, to see them guys and and the Blackpool Combat Club just continue to dominate and just cement themselves as one of the coolest stables ever, in my opinion. Um, they're just such a well put together unit. And it turns out Don Callis and Takeshita, not a part of the BCC, which I think is a W. That's a good move. I think keep oh, them yeah. separate. And I'm even I'm kind of curious to see if. Don Callis maybe forms his own stable because I really am. I'm liking Takeshita as maybe his centerpiece. He looked cool in that final segment in that black jacket yeah. with gold trim. I love it. I would segment. like it too. Yeah. Yeah. I would like uh, yeah, the heat Don Callis got, dude, like unbelievable. And like, I would like Takeshita to be centerpiece, but I have a, f- a feeling it's going to be Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I have a feeling he's going to sign with them. Just been talking too much. I mean, Don Callis has always hinted at it, you know, and like, and now we're heading into Forbidden Door territory with AEW and New Japan. So they're going to be building, you know, to that program. And Will Ospreay, I was at a show, a New Japan show in Long Beach, and Will Ospreay beat um, Tanahashi to advance to the finals of, uh, to become the number one contender for the United States title that uh, Kenny Omega took Omega. off of Ospreay. Which everybody is calling like an all-time great match. I haven't watched it actually. Did you watch that match, Kenny Omega Will Ospreay recent? The most recent one for the U. Not the most recent one. No. Yeah. um, I heard it was nuts. I heard it was. Yeah, like people were saying it's like the greatest match of all time. Some people are saying. Um, Mm -hmm. So like they're gonna. It looks like they're building to that rematch for New Japan show. So then like that's an automatic tie with Don Callis if he's in Will Ospreay's corner. You know what I mean? So I do think osprey i mean i do think don Callis is going to have a crew and Takeshi is obviously a part of it and i hope it leads to good things for him because i'm intrigued i'm intrigued yeah. to see Takeshi in new japan matchups like in the build up here too because he wasn't he didn't come from new japan so that'll be interesting to see him match up with some of those top guys over there but i do think a will osprey um Takeshi, maybe even aussie open you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that kind of being the crew that don Callis runs with going forward and 
they're a powerhouse crew. You know, if you sign Will Ospreay, they already got Ozzy open and Takeshita. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a that's an interesting crew that could grow in AEW, and we'll see. I like your idea. I do like the idea to, to include Will Ospreay, and I think um, just the little things like Takeshita coming out in all black, like a very simple thing to be a heel now. Like you got to turn him, um, and it's interesting because he was kind of an over baby face, and yeah. this is when you you know um, this is old school. You turn a baby face heel. And here we are. We got another potential main event guy. Shout out to Duke who said that to catch the, you know, he he has high he hopes did, for him. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was high on him early. At first, I wasn't that high on him because I was just like, you, you know, he seems like a, another Japanese guy who's like doing like a cool style, but like what makes him unique? But I don't know. There's something about him. He is cool to me. And like this, he's a bigger heel. guy too. Yeah, he, he do is. all that stuff. And his heel work so far, right, is very new, but it's like, I'm in already. Like, I'm into it. Him just showing up at the pay-per-view and then standing there with Don and just how he looked. I'm like, oh, you look cooler instantly. You know what I mean? Instantly. Like, yeah, look so, like a main eventer standing next yeah. to Don. And let's you know, speak about Don for a minute, though, because mm -hmm. um, that heel work, I mean, he really didn't do anything to garner the heat, but the crowd no. was insane. And they gave it to him. He said something like, I sincerely hope these boos are for Kenny Omega. I'm the real <laughs> victim here. You know, maybe I lost a, a nephew, prove, but I, he's got the scar. Yeah. He said he gained a son in Takeshita. And um, he said, Kenny, you destroyed my old family. So I'm going to create a new one. And that leads me to believe he's going to start that crew. Well, like you said, maybe Will Ospreay. Yeah, maybe. yeah exactly. And he's going to cut cool, out dude. the elite. Yeah. Be cool. It's going to be cool. And then also Kenny Omega hinting at the end of Double or Nothing when they went off the air. I don't know if you saw this video, but that he has one or two buddies like that he could call on. You yes. know, so it's like, what does that mean? We assume Kota Ibushi is mm -hmm. one of them, likely, especially with the New Japan show coming up. I don't know if that, that means anything, though, because his relationship with them didn't seem the greatest at the end there. But Kota Ibushi is one of them. I don't know who else he could have. It's interesting stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and like They're blending said, the international stuff really well right this time around. I think yeah, exactly. it doesn't seem easier. as random. Yeah, a little easier. And like, also speaking of Forbidden Door, did you see Brian Danielson called out Okada? Oh. Amazing. Like, Yo, Danielson's Door? getting to another level. I know, dude. It's like, and this is but what I didn't think was possible. But this is what he wanted, right? He would have stayed with WWE if they allowed him to do something like this. You know, like he did not have a bad relationship with that company. He left because he wanted to go out there and bleed. And he wanted to have these crazy matchups with guys that you maybe not thinking about, but it makes all the sense in the world. And that Forbidden Door, it looks like we're going to have Osprey and Kenny Omega and then Danielson and Okada, like, already? That's the show? And it's like, no wonder it's sold out immediately, the show. That's with no card. But that's why I think AEW garners such, like, this rabid fan base, you know? Because, like, you can kind of bank on them. You don't have to – you could buy tickets and don't have any fear that you're going to have fun right. at their shows. You know what I mean? And it's like, this New Japan show sold 12,000 seats in an hour for some failing company. And like we didn't have any matches, and now we have two, and it's like, dog, I wish I was going. Yeah, it's a hell of a card already, just those two matches. And yeah, man, I feel like AEW's riding another great wave. I I was worried for a bit because of the punk debacle and then the punk and elite and stuff like that. But I think um once the smoke cleared, you know, we got everything in place. It is riding a great wave. There's so much going on. I mean, I don't know, man. After after a double or nothing, it just seems like you know, they have a lot that they have to work on simultaneously with this forbidden yeah. door. And then you go right into all in and then all out. I wonder how they're going to piece it all together. I guess collision may present its own set of storylines. Yeah. Um, so they have another two hours a week to flesh it out and get us ready. I think we're so unprepared, like you said, get us ready because 
we're used to two hours of dynamite and then rampage, like a kind of like an inconsequential hour of rampage where like they, they announce match us, but it's rarely angle driven. Now, I guess they do some stuff every now and then, but you know, it's not the same as dynamite, but we're about to hit that phase where there's a second wrestling company with two shows that are going to be dealt with in like prime time, like status, right? Like, cause even when we had back in the day when it was like nitro and thunder, thunder was like a clear, you know, secondary show, a lot yeah, like Rampage show. in a way. It was just a, it was a longer Rampage, but um, where where Raw and SmackDown never quite felt like that. You knew SmackDown felt like the B show for many of those years. You know, now it's kind of reversed because of the networks, but still, they felt like two very. It was still the one A and one B in terms of the biggest shows in wrestling when it was Raw mm-hmm. and SmackDown. And it's like now we're gonna have a company who's gonna present something like that in theory. You know, with like. Just from the promos that they keep showing for Collision, obviously they announce CM Punk. They show Samoa Joe, guys like Scorpio Sky, FTR, mm-hmm. Andrade, Powerhouse Hobbs gets mentioned in the bot. And like, and you know, you tell me those names, I'm like, I'm tuning in to that show. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like that show kind of excites me. They're, the how we know the House of Black are boys with Punk as well, right? Because they're saying that show is going to mm-hmm. be more people, you know, in the Punk, Punk's s uh, Punkosphere. You know what I mean? So it's like we'll see. <laughs> We'll see how that show comes out. But I'm like, so far, like, I'm into it. You know what I mean? Like, you got a bunch of cool dudes as far as I'm concerned. Now, you could argue Joe and Miro if you're into them or not. But they've been cool. You know what I mean? They've been cool in AEW. So I think it's going to be interesting down. if they um take, like, so Nitro had Thunder, like you said. But they never really re- introduced a third show. Like, yeah. they had set WCW Saturday Night, which was somewhat inconsequential, like a Rampage. But yeah. they never tried to, like, equal Nitro. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking that they're trying to either equal or even over, overtake yeah. dynamite with mm-hmm. with collision. It seems like that's the goal, right? Yeah, like I would say so. The only tricky part is the time and date. You know what I mean? Like it's Saturday night, which yes. for yes. a weekly show would be tricky, right? People do Saturdays for a pay per view. You know what I mean? And like they get together. Hey, we're getting together this night for the event. It's Saturday. Cool. Before a weekly show, I am curious to see what like ratings look like on a show that's going to be, 50, yeah. you know, fifty weeks a year on Saturdays. But it's gonna, it's supposed to mean as much as Dynamite, and so we're gonna see right off the bat. And like, I don't think a network greenlights two hours of your program and such a big deal and wants CM Punk on it and all this if it's gonna be like a jabroni show, right? So like, I think we're gonna get something like you said. It's gonna be mm-hmm. Nitro versus Nitro. You just dynamite and collision but we'll see it's, it's crazy i wonder i'm very excited about it and i do wonder do they run saturday pay-per-views like the wwe does i, I can't remember if there's a lot of wwe uh, aew saturday shows it. yeah they've yeah. done saturday shows it's like it's always saturday or sunday i just think it's depending on what's going on that weekend you know yeah because now they're locked in on these saturday nights collision yeah, now they have um, a saturday show so that's a wrap for any of these I mean, potentially right like that's a wrap for any saturday pay-per-views if you're this company because collision is going to do money yeah, man, big time money. And um, yeah, that's gonna be interesting as it as collision rolls out. We're gonna talk about it, talk about punk, his debut, the debut match. What are you feeling? Because because tomorrow night, uh no, Wednesday night, excuse me. Tonight, as we drop this episode, Wednesday night, yeah. Tony Khan is gonna announce the first main event of collision. Yeah, give me some guesses. I mean, you've heard you've heard some rumblings, right? Yeah, the rumblings were that he wanted it to be against punk. I mean, Samoa Joe, sorry, Punk and Samoa Punk Joe. Punk versus Joe, okay. Yeah, Punk versus Joe, and, like, I'm cool for that. You know, they have a lot of history, Ring of Honor history. Yeah. So, like, I'm down for that to start it off. But I'm hearing that the world on the street is Punk wants to work with Jay White 
like in a program. So like, I don't know if that'd be his first program, but like sign me up if it's Jay White, Bullet Club versus Punk and whoever, you know what I mean? Like in a program leading up to, I don't know what pay-per-view that would be, I guess all out or um, one of those, you know? So like, I don't. So that's where, so we'll have our first disagreement. Cause I, I remember when Punk came back and he was like sort of wetting his appetite with Darby on. Yeah. I loved it. In hindsight, but at the, then he would go work with your Lee Moriarty's. He would work with these yeah, guys. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, so he's trying to work back in the ring shape with the Jay White thing for Punk's first thing back. I need a little bit more bang for my buck, like whether it you is think more bang Jer- than Jay White. Oh, yeah. For me, like I okay. want to see him like Jericho. I want Jericho okay. to come in and you you tried to tear this company down from the inside out. Yeah. I don't know about work, work, shoot stuff. Maybe they don't want to yeah, go yeah. even into that crap, but um. If it's not going to be related to the punk backstage stuff, maybe for a wrestling angle, I wouldn't mind seeing punk. I mean, I, I'm assuming he's a baby face. What do you think? Is he just a tweener? He's a baby. Yeah, I think he's a tweener. Unfortunately, I think he'll be a baby face week one because they're in Chicago. Oh, true, true, true. You true. know, so like week one in Chicago, I think he's a baby face. Week two, I think we're we're going to get tweener at best. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like, I think that first program, I don't think they're going to. And I smartly don't think they would put any with him where anybody with him where they're clearly going to side with them, right? And these AEW fanboys are clearly going to side with Jericho, who is in ultra heel mode right now, right? Because he's like yeah. an AEW guy. So, like, where Jay White, he's, you know, kind of in this thing with Ricky Stark. I don't know. Like, listen, there's still lots of variables to take into account. But I just think ultimately Jay White versus CM Punk promos will be, they'll buy us, you know, they'll sell us into the arena. And then um, the match will be golden. You know what I mean? Like, I think they'll have, like, a banger. And I just like the idea of, like, these interesting matchups that I wouldn't even thought about a year ago because Jay White's in New Japan. You know what I mean? Sam Punk a year ago was winning the AEW world title, right? So maybe I wouldn't mm-hmm. be thinking about that. But, you know, I just like these oddball things. When Jay White fought Commander on Dynamite, I was like, that's so cool because it's just so random. I like a random-ass matchup like that. And I think a few yeah. between those two was, like, not, was not on my, like, uh, bingo card of, like, things I was – expecting to pop up but uh now i'm in now I, like i heard that speculation i'm like dog sign me up yeah there's a lot of potential um to get mileage out of this cm punk who is 45 46 years old there's a lot of dream matches quote unquote i would love to see him even though it's been done in the wwe and roh and, and his whole career but i'd love to see punk cross paths with brian danielson one more time oh, somehow yeah. some way and the blackpool combat club i know he's worked with mox but yep. claudio you know, those guys, those big name main event guys. But then the, on the other card, you talk about Jay White. That sounds cool. You also talked about House of Black. Brody King Bro, and Punk face-to-face like, would be nuts. You read my mind with House of Black, but I was even going a different space. Like, this is ultra fantasy book. It makes no sense at all. But I was like, in what in a world where we get the House of Black and Punk versus the Blackpool Combat Club? It's like, sign me up. You know what oh. I mean? Like, sign, like, sign me up. Yeah. Well, that could work. Or, or even Punk... CMFTR versus House of Black. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. For Trios sure. titles. Yeah, that could be a that's thing, sick right? Too. You know, that's sick too. I was just thinking Blackpool Combat Club, the way no, they but... everybody up, they deserve like maybe a shot at Trios titles soon. You know, like if you're going by rankings or whatever, I don't know that they care. But throw with Sam Punk and just make it way more awesome. Throw it with Daniel, Brian, Brian Danielson and mm-hmm. Sam Punk. And I'm like, okay, sign me up. Main event, all out the following year, whatever. I think there's so much potential. And I'll even go as far as to say, like, if you want to have fun with it, just because we're just going to just get all we can out of punk this run, right? Like, let's make yeah. sure we we, we use dry. it all. Yeah. Let's juice some dry. And I wouldn't mind even seeing just for the hell of it, 
Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett come down on a week, get into that's some funny. of that. Like, Dude, yeah. just because, like, you know, it'll be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, Punk and Jarrett, like, that's a weird interaction we never thought we'd see in a zillion years. Yeah. I'm it all about that guy doing as much as possible because, like, listen, he's so uh, irritable, you know what I mean? And it's such a, like, it's something that could, like, the whole shit could shift in a in a no, moment's notice you know what i mean so it's like let's get as much as we can out of him because that last that run that he had in AEW, i was like thinking like this is an all-timer darby mm-hmm. allen mm-hmm. hangman you know what i mean like all these great matches with young dudes yeah mjf all these matches with young dudes that were bangers the feuds the stories and i was just like this is a great run people like to rewrite history because they got their feelings hurt by him you know what i mean but it was like that was an all-time run for a year to culminate in a world title also a world's title that we were there live for and if you guys catch the uh video package before before this show you could see me marking out at the very end of our uh, intro video for oh punk. yeah right right next to me yeah. CM, uh, cm punk wins the title frank loses his mind and he's encapsulated in aew history because when you yeah. google cm punk aew title win the first person they cut to is frank marking out <laughs> frank in the crowd losing my mind veins in my head neck and shit you know what I mean? This was, so this crazy was like, punk. yeah, man, this this was a, a long time coming. And they, they have treated Punk's AEW career um, really well. And I think mm-hmm. the same could be said about Brian Danielson. He's had another Hall wow. of Fame career here. So, um, you know, AEW right now, they're they're firing. I think, um, you know, I just I just want to talk about a little bit more about this week because a lot of people were were gushing over, you know, Rampage and having mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. on the card and um shibata was there so they they had a very like indie heavy quote-unquote you know card on rampage and and dynamite man you know i think they're trying to wrap up this adam cole chris jericho thing this was the match that got a lot of like flack at double or nothing yeah and um you know understandably so It, it was a pretty dead match at double or nothing between adam cole and chris jericho but they did a little mixed tag thing on Dynamite with Soraya and Jericho versus Adam Cole and Britt. People are either for the pairing of Britt and Adam Cole on TV or not. Where do you stand on like merging the, the reality couple into storyline? Typically, maybe I wouldn't care. It seems like that's what they do so often now. And they, but with these two, I feel like they shouldn't be because I feel like Britt is best as a heel you know what I mean? When she's being like a cocky heel going after the women's title, that's when I like her most. Where Cole, I'm not really sure how I like him most, but it's definitely, it's sure as shit, not as a tough guy heel, right? It's sort of like, right. it might be a white me baby face, and maybe that's the way to go with him. Um, so, like, right now to me, like, they don't feel like a couple. Cause when I think of Brit, even when she's like not the straight bad guy of a in, a in a program it's still sort of like i still feel like you're a jerk you know what i mean you're just a jerk we're cheering for at this moment where adam cole seems like the nicest dude on earth so it's like i just don't like that i don't I don't get damsel on distress vibes from Britt baker you know right. what i mean like that like to have adam cole be like the savior type but like and i just don't buy him you know if anything i feel like she looks tougher so it's just yeah. i just don't it's like true. seeing i just don't like seeing this combo out there all the time like it doesn't do anything for me like it's not my it makes man. him look you think it makes yeah. him look no, it's just definitely not Macho Man Liz. But do you think it, it makes, it him, makes him look him weak? Inferior. Yeah, I don't think he's the star of that relationship. You know what I mean? So to highlight them as a couple and like if the idea is that he's going to be vying for the world title at some point or be a top guy in the company, to me, like it doesn't help him. To me, it's sort of like, oh, Adam Cole's doing something. Oh, here's now here's Britt, like who we're actually here to see. 
I know that's gonna <laughs> ruffle. I know that's gonna ruffle feathers. Oh, yeah. you know? But it's just like, but that's just how I feel about Adam Cole. He doesn't do it for me. I mark for his entrance, but other than that, I'm just I just he seems like a nice guy. I don't want to bury him, but it's just not my thing. No, he seems like a nice guy. I'm with you though. And it's actually a testament to Brit that she's such a star that um Adam Cole, who a lot of people love, like does look yeah. somewhat inferior next to this star of mm-hmm. Britt Baker, who I think is at her best as a heel. I'm with you. Um, I'm hoping that this sort of tag match was a blow-off. I actually enjoyed it. I think this was better than their their match at Double or Nothing. Yeah. I yeah. like Soraya and Jericho as a pair. I, I kind of was on record saying that. It gives her a little bit more of a main event feel because I'm Team Soraya. Another one, yeah. Zern was saying, I'm apologist for Soraya. Sorry. I'm pulling yeah. for her. I like her. Yeah. Um, and look, man, I don't know. Adam Cole seems to be the guy Tony Khan it feels like he's the guy that Tony Khan wants to position to be next in line. Right. Or at least for the next shot, or I don't know, as the reigning champion to win it or just to get the shot. I don't know, but he should not be the guy to end MJF. He should have my No, definitely not. That's why I'm like kind of sour to the whole idea of a program with them because it's like, I'm not, I don't want to see him. Like I could have got behind like, okay, Adam Cole's the next dude. That's what MJF's going to defend against. But now I'm like, after no offense to him, but like after these matches with Jericho, it sort of like it did nothing for me. I don't feel mm-hmm. like he's any hotter coming out of it. Him in a program with MJF, I'm like, MJF had, just had a banger. You know what I mean? He's had multiple bangers, and I feel like he should be with somebody who like gets me excited and feels like competition because the pillars never mm-hmm. did. You know, the pillars <laughs> felt like the only way to competition is something they were going to throw some wild card and there's going to be like a, you know, transitional champion in the mix. But mm-hmm. it never really felt like MJF was losing. And I would think it's even less of a vibe if it feels like he's feuding with Adam Cole because there's no chance Adam Cole is going to carry that belt. It just doesn't make sense. They might try it. And this is the thing I don't want um, AEW and Tony Khan to do is put the title on guys as a sort of experiment to see how far they could take you. Like, to, yeah. you know, maybe Tony Khan sees Adam Cole. Like, he could be our next face of the company let's try it out i I think they've been very good at selecting their champions and letting them have nice runs and i don't want to see mjf's run get interrupted by an experiment and i was really hard on adam cole i think keith lee i was just like they were bringing in guys in and i was like look there's a reason they were let go but truth be told adam cole his entrance is over he's he's an over guy he's he's a nice guy like there's a place for him on the roster for sure i'm not going to bury him either i really don't want to but I don't want to see him as the main event man face of this company. Like yeah. I just no. personally, that does nothing for me. So who fantasy booked it for me though? Tell me who do you want to see MJF uh, eventually lose the title to? Give me the, give me the guy to end the run. And it will it be all the way in 2024. Like we kind of predicted ahead of time, play into that bidding war storyline. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I feel like they don't really play into the bidding war stuff. So I know MJF will mention it, you know. But like, remember they were leaning really hard into it, and that's sort of. Yeah. I think it's sort of like everybody feels like that contract situation has been settled, and you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, does he hold the title into twenty twenty four? I want to say no, just because I think the tide is about to shift again in the in AEW with Punk coming back and a new show and all this. So it's like I am understand the hesitance to put your world title on CM Punk, right? Especially after injuries and then the fallout. I get it. But when you have a guy like Kenny Omega who's at the top of his game, you have CM Punk at the top of their game. Like, for example, when people said they're going to do the show at Wembley, what's the main event? Like, nobody was mentioning MJF. You know, everybody was like, it's true. Punk and Omega. Punk. You know, so I think eventually you have to head 
in that direction. I don't know who gets the title. Maybe it is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is going to be on this spree of not quite trusting his elite guy. Is bringing in reinforcements to help him in certain things, you know what I mean? So maybe he ends up on his own again and he's able to challenge MJF for the title and you get that off of him. And meanwhile, in collision, CM Punk is causing a, oh, you know, causing a, a war path, you know, that he's going through and he ends up getting to a shot and we get that main event somewhere and they build to that for six months or something like that. Mm. Like I could see something along those lines. I just don't well, think we- MJF carrying that belt into next year is the best idea for them. And I yeah. think it's even worse if it's Adam Cole, so... I'm with you. And I don't think um, a, you know, I guess it would be a year plus run for MJF. I don't think he like he shouldn't need that right now because he's so young. And like that doesn't really I don't think do, he needs the that doesn't make me any more. Exactly. Yeah. That doesn't make me any more of a believer in MJF to keep, yeah. like keep it on him for a whole other year. Like yeah. I'd rather just let's get it through, like you said, to maybe Omega or Punk. Yeah. Let them fight for the grandest stage because Hogan, you know, in WCW, he had. Time and time again, he was the world champion, and people were saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, why Hogan again? Why? Because he he yeah. was the guy. He Plus drew the money. Seats. Yeah. Plus asses and seats. And guess what? That's that's CM Punk. So that's real life. Why not? Yeah. Like, look. I mean, hey, you're right. The hesitancy is is valid with the injuries and all the nonsense. But I can see a world where CM Punk is is carrying that title, and he's he's getting like epic level heat as as oh another guy God. comes right back and gets the title again. It's like it's to me. He has to. He has to get the title sooner than later. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, because like the the heat, the heat he gets is gonna be so crazy, dude. It's gonna be mega. Like it's gonna be mega heat. And even if he just takes the belt off of MJF, right? And like mm-hmm. the the sympathy oh my that MJF would get, you know, from the AEW fans, it's sort of like you want to make MJF a megastar, have him get pinned by punk in the middle of the ring and then like fighting for that rematch you know that's crazy heat you know what i mean as well and like and it could really take mjf to the next level because we we thought mjf kind of got taken to the next level with punk first go around but yes, now we, we now if we reverse it and he's actually getting babyface love you know what i mean like he doesn't have to be i know we'll he'll play that tweener role because i don't see mjf as a, a baby face i know guys like duke will probably like hate that idea but just mm-hmm. for this you know program right we're like mm-hmm. where punk is going to get natural heat and mjf is going to get natural love because he's an AEW pillar you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it's sort of like mm-hmm. it's a pillar versus this cancer right you know what <laughs> i mean that for the title it's just gonna work too so like even that like i think you get the belt on punk somehow just because there's bigger fish to fry than mjf and mjf exactly. will get it again mjf will get it again he'll have a classic feud of punk it'll only make him better you know, it'll lead into Punk and Omega, which only makes the company better. And mm-hmm. then MJF will come back in 2024 and he'll be tip top again, but with more experience as a champion. You know, like they they really set it themselves for good, but you have to have the balls to pull the trigger on a guy like Punk while you have him. You know, like you don't have you don't have CM Punk here just to be wrestling matches on TV. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you want, you want him carrying the belt. Or a belt of some kind, right? Like, who knows what kind of belt he goes after if the the world title is occupied? You know, maybe he, mm. he kills Orange Cassidy and he takes it off of him, and that'll get him a lot of heat as well. And it'll keep him busy and get him in ring shape, and he could build up to the world title like he did last time. Except he's a champion this time. Who knows, right? It's all this like stuff you could do, but the bottom line is, you have to you have to give a lot of it to Punk. You know, he's the man. I'm with you, and I just I wasn't sure if you were thinking that way because. I was thinking that maybe because of the injuries, because of all the other stuff, they were going to just keep him completely Stay, away from the yeah. title. 
mm-hmm. completely. But I th- I'd rather go with your theory and your sort of plan because the title on Punk means to me um, what it meant for Hogan to carry. And, and like, once yeah. again, just to make that comparison, because it's funny how stuff comes full mm-hmm. circle, whether it was yeah. Triple H or Hulk Hogan, these guys that fans hated back in the day, like we were alive for it. Like people hated Hogan having the belt again for a million time or Triple H. But guess what? In hindsight, it was probably good for business. I mean, look, you got to know when to fold them, but I don't think yeah. Punk is ready to fold them. Like you could still get so much out of this with him as champ. Exactly. Yeah, he might not have a long run. It might only be a couple more years of this guy at a even remotely high level. But it's like, but you got to take advantage. You got to take advantage. Even if you're like, you hate the guy. Like, you use him till the wheels wheels run dry, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. kick him out of there. It's going to help your promotion. If you love AEW so much, you should want yes. that guy to be successful there. It's the bottom line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like you should want them to have him. And any big name of the type, you know what I mean, who could still go. Shorter's guys who aren't worth it. But I think that guy is worth it, right? This isn't Braun Strowman they signed, and then he's causing a right. ruckus, and you're just like, he's not worth it. And it's like, okay, maybe that guy, fair enough. You know what I mean? Wouldn't be worth mm-hmm. the issues. But it's like, but Punk has proven it. Mm-hmm. Ratings go up. Merch sales go up. Interest goes up. Interest TV goes deal, up. TV deals show up. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's sort of like, this is what you need with the guy. You know, this, this is what you need. You need more punks, as a matter of fact. Just Sorry, <laughs> if they hurt your feelings backstage or they ruffle a few feathers, that's the business. You know, it's not supposed, it's the, the the locker room has never been a place where everybody was best friends and everybody went and had picnics together and hung out with the owner. You know, that's never been the case. I understand you had a unique vibe like that early on, but it was always going to change as things expand and things get bigger. That's every business, you know? Everybody. Look at WWE. It's very kumbaya right now. I'm sure like yeah. everybody gets along, and but it's it's not that intriguing other than yeah, you know very worst. select storylines. Yeah. It's very it's not that. But here in AEW, guess what? Good old fashioned, you know, I guess you could say a competition or even just maybe heat, whatever you want to call it. Whether it's Adam Page and and Punk or, but look at a guy like Adam Cole. He's a nice guy, you know. But they say mm-hmm. they finished last, bro. Like he, yeah. we're sitting here saying we're not that intrigued by him. Meanwhile, look at Punk who. I mean, look, he's standing his ground. He's not going to back down. I think we're going to see the same old CM Punk when he comes back. It's going to be super exciting. Collision's coming up June 17th. That's going to be the debut. We're building towards, you know, we got Forbidden Door. I think Okada and Danielson, that's going to just be potentially Brian Danielson might have even another. Man, when are we going to realize? We were just having this conversation because I was saying we did our GOAT list recently, top 50. And I said, or I'm sorry, top 10. And I said, Look, it's not in-ring performers. That's not the criteria we were using. But even without that criteria, Danielson, he's going to be undeniable as a, as an all-time yeah. great. When he's climbing my list. Like, I, uh, we obviously all love Danielson. But, like, I didn't have him in my top ten. I didn't even have him in my honorable mentions. But I did think of him in the process of that list. But, like, as this run goes on, you know, and, like, and if he's only there for two more years, but he has two more years, and it's Okada, it's Punk, it's whoever, 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 it's like, He's, it's going to be hard to argue. Another guy that's mm-hmm. hard to argue because he's almost arguably a household name. Exactly. Doing, doing the opposite of what we would have said it takes to become a household name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Having Matt wrestling, you know, classics, you know, a technician. And you're like, what? But he got to that level. Yeah, they so, they yeah. say technical wrestling doesn't sell tickets. But, um, yeah, they're proving that wrong right now. And his work as a, a promo, I feel like, is, yeah. is at its best now, too. Like, he's very... Um, 
comfortable in this yeah, character. Exactly. That's a good word. I love it. I love the BCC. I love what he's doing with them. Um, so I wanted to mention him on the way out. But yeah, AEW is building towards some pretty amazing stuff. Once again, Chris Statlander, new TBS champion. It's going to be mm-hmm. very interested to see where that goes. I'm curious to see FTR. It looks like they're going to be mixing it up with Juice and Jay White for their next program. You know, not what I would have probably picked, but I'm kind of intrigued because Jay White delivered a hell of a promo on Dynamite. Sold me. Sure did. Sure did. And um, now that you mention it, that's FTR. And Punk is coming back in a couple of weeks and he wants to work with Jay White. So I, I didn't even put there it together, go. but like, there we go. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? I know. There you go. You might be right about that then. Yeah. Um, yep. So this is going to be it for Talk Elite this week. Next week, obviously, we're going to get into more AEW, but we're getting closer and closer to Collision. We're going to know by then what the main event is going to be. So we're going to kind of sink our teeth into that and preview that show coming up soon. But for the East-West Connection, Frank out on the West Side. I'm here on the East Side. This has been Talk Elite. We'll catch you next time. Peace out.